Well, for those of you who remember Sesame Street, today's talk is brought to you by a bottle of bleach, some goalie gloves, and a credit card. So strap in for a wild ride. It's, um, it's a privilege to, to talk, be able to talk to you this morning. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Nick. I'm head of community outreach here at Chanctonbury. And um, it's a privilege to, to talk to you about the power of the cross this morning. And um, I mean, first up, there's so much we could say, isn't there? So much we could say. We've been singing about it this morning. We, we've been praying about it. I could talk here for, for hours, but luckily for you, I won't. <laughs> but I do want to share a little bit about what God has put on my heart about what is powerful about the cross. And I thought the way that I would do that this morning is um, with some visual aids to help us. And I've chosen a word that begins, uh, five words, one that begins with each letter of the word cross. And we'll have a little bit of fun trying to guess what it is with the clues that I've got to give you as well. Does that sound okay? Yeah. Great, good stuff. So, Oh, what I should say as well is that if those of you, some of you will learn through kind of hearing, some of you remember through seeing, uh, some of you might remember through doing, and Holly is bringing around a kind of like a little worksheet that you might want to fill in while I talk if it just helps you remember, um, and we've also got palm crosses on our, on our seats, and if it helps you just to have this in your hand um, while, while you're listening, again, God might just be speaking to you through being tactile as well. My prayer is that, God, you would speak to us this morning and that you would imprint on our hearts one specific thing that we are going to go away uh, from here changed by. One word, one sentence, one whisper from you that is going to change us. And let my words fall to the ground and let your words be breathed over the, the church this morning. Amen. So, for the, uh, for the literate amongst us, you will know that the first letter of the word cross is C. So, your, um, your clue for that is this, a credit card. Who thinks they might know what the word is that we are going to look at for C that begins with C? Go on, Theo. Code. Code. Great guess. Great guess. It's not right, but well done for being brave and having a go. If you were here at the nine, by the way, don't shout out. I can see Sarah Collie all like itching. Be like, I know this one. I know this one. <laughs> Go on, guys. Go on, Zach. Christ. It could be Christ, couldn't it? But it's not. Yeah. <sighs> yes. I'm not going to give away my pin code if that's what you're after. <laughs> okay, that's not, that's not what we're up here. Yeah, anyway. um, <laughs> anyone wants to have a guess? Crucifixion, it could be, couldn't it? It probably should be, but it isn't. <laughs> Crumpets, that's an interesting one. Maybe we need to chat afterwards about that. Go on, Joel. Cost. I want to talk about the cost of the cross. Now, uh, your prompt is this, because um, I don't know about you, but I've had quite a checkered history with these bad boys. I, I, remember getting, I remember getting one in the post when I was about 22, and it just turned up through the letterbox one day, and it had a £5,000 limit on it. And 
I was not in a good place, and I have paid the cost of having one of these in the past. And if you're not careful, that's what happens, isn't it? We pay the cost of not using these properly. We're meant to, yeah, exactly. But uh, the, the, the cross demanded a cost of both Jesus and of us. And we know a lot about the, the cost for Jesus. We read about it in the Easter story. We even sing about it sometimes. He was spat at and beaten and whipped and stabbed, and his flesh was torn. That's quite a high price to pay. And ultimately, he gave himself up on the cross for us. Just when I stop and think about that, I'm like, wow, what a God. He is willing to do that for us. But the cost I want to just think about really quickly is, what's the cost to us? Luke 9.23 says, Jesus looked at his disciples and he told them, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, pick up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. That's pretty tough stuff. That's a daily call to lay down your life and pick up the cross to follow Jesus. What cost are we willing to make to follow him today? For some, it might be the cost of luxury. For some, it might be the cost of stability. For me, it's definitely been the cost of caring what other people think. <laughs> the power of the cross is that it costs us everything we have, but in return, we get everything we need. It's not easy. The rich young ruler uh, went to Jesus and said, what do I need to do to follow you, to be your disciple? And he said, sell everything. Get rid of everything you own and give the money to the poor. That's... It's quite a challenge. It's quite a challenge. I don't think we know what happened to him, but I don't think he, I don't think he, he rose to that challenge. What is the price that we're willing to pay? What is the cost to you for saying yes to Jesus? And if the answer is nothing, ask again. Ask again. Okay, moving on. The next letter is R. R. Well done, Theo. And your clue, your clue for that is this. It is not redeemed, but well done. Remember, well done. Uh, it's not that, but remember that you shouldn't drink this. So that's good. Or put it on your hair. Actually. Yeah, I did bleach my hair once when I was 16. It was... <laughs> it was cool at the time, all right? Everyone was doing it. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, again. Okay, who wants... Go on, Zach. Resurrection. It could be resurrection, but it isn't, but well done. Restore. It could be that. It's not that. Reconcile. It's not that. Yeah, did you say clean? Yeah, it is kind of cleaning, isn't it? But it's not quite right, gone. Re-clean. Yeah, gone. Remove, I could be removed. These are all brilliant. Rinse. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. 
Righteousness, there we go. There we go. Righteousness. My, oh, I'm glad you saw that was a toilet, because I was concerned that people wouldn't know what that is, but thank you. You know, if you have a grubby toilet full of mess back at home, <laughs> picture that for a moment, um, then, <laughs> then you know this product, this bleach, will help you get it clean again. Domestos. <laughs> and, and isn't it true that in our lives... We just live in this mess so often. We can't help it. We just mess up. I remember Johnny talked ages ago about this Coke covering you in this sticky rubbish that we just need to get rid of. It's not a perfect example, but this will get rid of the mess in your house. (laughs) But Isaiah 1.18 says this that we are made as white as snow by the great exchange that took place on the cross. You see, we were sinful, Jesus was completely righteous, and he gave us his righteousness. He made us white as snow, and he took on our sin. Why do I not see more jaws dropping to the floor? Like, we were in our sin, We were completely broken. He didn't wait for us to become righteous before he died on a cross. He wasn't thinking, ah, well, he has a few down there still. Oh, Holly hasn't prayed so much today. I'm going to wait for a bit. No, no, no. He just saw us in our sin and still paid the highest price and gave us his righteousness. As As we sing, we didn't deserve it. We can't earn it. It's a free gift. And we can stand before Father God and say, we are spotless because of Jesus on the cross. So the power of the cross is a free gift of righteousness. And my question is this, how does knowing that you are freely made righteous today change things? And if you think it doesn't, ask again. Because it does, it changes everything. We're going to move on. Do you want to come and do this talk? I told him. I told him. I told him. You told him. Okay, you can both come and do the talk a bit later, okay? At, at our one o'clock service, you can come and do that, okay? Right. The next, the next letter. What's the next letter, guys? O. O, it is. Okay, O. And your clue, I'll be well impressed if anyone gets it from this, is this. Opportunity, oh, interesting, it's not that. Yeah? Very, very close. Well done, opposition, well done, very close. I'm, I'm going to give it to you, I'm going to give it to you. The word is opposite. So it's pretty much the same, and I've written it in the opposite way. So uh, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> If you remember nothing else, you can remember that was quite impressive, Nick. Well done, because I was thinking, do I do it mirror image? Anyway, the point is, the third word is opposite. Why is it opposite? Well, and why have I shown you this? In 2016, Leicester City Football Club won the Premier League. They didn't have the best players. They didn't have the most money. They didn't even have most 
possession of the football in the games they played. Three things that you would think are really important for you to win the Premier League. But they did it against all the odds. They were 5,000 to 1 outsiders. There's only 20 teams in the league. They avoided relegation the season before by, on the last day of the season, I think. It was a huge deal. It was such a big deal that Gary Lineker um, threatened to wear pants uh, hosting match of the day if Leicester won the league. And so he did. <laughs> it was so opposite to what everyone thought was going to happen. You know, with Jesus, no one expected him to lead in the way he did. People were expecting this mighty ruler to come and defeat the Romans, to free Israel. At last, after hundreds of years, the one who would come and be a mighty warrior. But no, he came in the opposite, with the opposite heart to sacrifice himself. Jesus lived a life of opposite. He healed on the Sabbath. He ate with sinners. He spoke to women, which in those days was a bad thing. And he laid down his life on the cross. I learned recently that the full name of the, the criminal who was released on, uh, at the trial was Jesus Barabbas. And I, I love that, that, um, that comparison. You've got, on one hand, a guy who is willing to kill to save Israel. And on the other hand, you've got Jesus of Nazareth who is willing to die to save everyone. It's the opposite spirit. It's the opposite culture. And we are called to live in that opposite culture as well. That wasn't something just reserved for Jesus and for the disciples who all lived opposite to the culture. It's a call for us too. The power of the cross is that it frees us. It, it demands, but it frees us to live in an opposite way to the world. My question is this, how are you living opposite to the world today? And if you're not, do something about it. The fourth letter is S. S. We got a wordsmith down here. And the, what did you say? Shaved. Shaved? Shame. Shame. I'm afraid you're wrong. But maybe if I give you my clue, it might help. Saved. Well done. Yes, excellent. The fourth word is saved. My art GCSE helping me now. Um, rude. <laughs> Lord, no fear of man, no fear of man. Okay. Um, these are obviously goldie gloves. They're not mine. My hands aren't that small. But uh, when, uh, when I'm wearing these, I feel like I can save my team. I can save, stop the ball from hitting the back of the net and save. When I'm not wearing them, I'm a lot less confident. And in fact, last week I was playing football on Sunday night with our church and I, a ball came in, someone whacked it really hard and I kind of flapped at it and pushed it away. I didn't do a very good job. And um, one of my teammates sort of said, Nick, what are you doing? You need to catch it. You need to be confident. I was like, if I had gloves on, I'd have done it. <laughs> that was my excuse. Anyway, the point is, 
wearing these gloves remind us, reminds us that we are saved because of the cross. We all need saving. What from? What do we need saving from? From the mess that we make every day, like we talked about before. Perhaps it's an addiction. Perhaps it's comparison. Perhaps it's cheating, lying. It's definitely we need to be saved from a life without God. Maybe we need to be saved from fear, anxiety. But when Jesus died on the cross, it wasn't for no reason. It was so that we could be free. When you're saved, you're free. And all you have to do is believe in it and repent and say sorry for the times that you mess up. My question is this, what is it that you need to be saved from today? And if the answer is nothing, ask again. Because we all need to be saved from stuff. Thank you, God, that you saved us through Jesus. Okay, the last S. The last S. Well, I'm going to give you a clue first, okay? It's a letter with a stamp on it. This is your clue. The word begins with S. Says, good try. Sent. Sent. Well done. Sent it is. You got that a lot quicker than at the nine. Well done, guys. Kids are, kids are getting it. It's awesome. Has anyone ever had to go to the post office to pick up a letter that didn't have the correct postage on it? It's really annoying. And even more annoying is if it's a letter that you didn't want to get. <laughs> like a <clears throat> speeding ticket. <coughs> it's never, never happened. Um, <laughs> the price hadn't been paid for the message to be sent. I realize that I haven't used a large stamp for this one. So those of you who are there thinking, well, Nick, the price hasn't been paid for this letter either. Just bear with me, all right? Okay, assume that it's the right one. <laughs> The power of the cross, though, is that the price has been paid and the message needs to go. It's no good if it just stays here with us. It's no good if we just gather once a week and have a praise party. Don't get me wrong, that's awesome. But it needs to be more than that. I love the saying from Francis Chan. He says that Christians are like manure. He said, if you keep them all piled up together, they stink. <laughs> Thank you. But when you, when you spread it out, when you uh, spread it out into, into the fields, into, the, into the, wherever it is you're going, then things grow, things come to life. But you have to go for the manure to be useful. Don't pile it up in one place. It's so important that this message is shared. Romans 10, 13 says this, 10, 13 to 15, sorry. And this is awesome, I love this. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. 
Lord, give me beautiful feet. Lord, help us to be messengers of the good news. Help us to be so compelled and convicted that we can't help ourselves but speak to the people in our lives. You know, we've got a few thousand people in Ashington, Washington, and Whiston that don't know about Jesus. What are we going to do about it? We are called. We are here. This church, this building is a beacon to our village. To our village. But it's not okay just to expect people just to rock up and be like, oh, I think I'll go to church today. They need to hear the good news. Now, we are not all called to be evangelists. We are not all called to stand on a street and hold up a sign saying, honk if you want prayer, or to stand with a microphone on a street corner and embarrass yourself in front of the three people that walk by, (laughs) walking their dogs in Ashington. It's not for everyone. But we are all called to be a witness, and we can all tell a story of what God has done in our lives. And the Bible says we should be ready to give a witness whenever we're called upon. So the power of the cross is that the price has been paid and the message needs to go. And that's where we come in. So my question is this. Where are you called to preach the good news of the gospel? And if the answer is nowhere, it's not for me, ask again. And as part of my role, I want to give you as many opportunities as, as I can for you to you know, flex that muscle, to preach the good news, to share your testimony, to talk to your friends, to strike up conversations in the street. Because this message... Jesus has prayed, paid the ultimate price. And I don't want the message to stay in this envelope and not be delivered. But the message that Jesus is alive and he is real and he loves you is a message that needs to be shared. Now, I don't have, uh, what am I saying? I do struggle with some of these things that I've said. I'm not standing here as someone perfect to say, yeah, I've got it all sorted. And I doubt anyone else here will either. But that's okay. I love the saying that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And we're all called. So even if you heard just one of these words that made you think, oh, yeah, that gets me, then I want you to run after it. Let's just go over those words again one more time and then we're going to pray. What was the first one? Cost. Let's say it together. Cost. Second one was what? Righteousness. Well done. Third one? Opposite. Fourth one? Saved. And the last one? Sent. I wish the word cross had an L in it because underpinning all of this is Jesus' love for us all. I mean, I can't imagine going through what Jesus went through on the cross. But he did it because he loves us so much. And if you need a reason to get out there and tell someone the good news, just think, wow, what has my God done for me? What did he go through so that I could be free? And that needs to be shared with other people. 
I want us to close our eyes for a moment, and I want you just to take just 30 seconds just thinking which one of those words convicted you the most. Where do you feel like God is calling, is calling you into? Maybe it's ministry, maybe it's some personal uh, issues, maybe it's a relationship. Father, what are you saying to us through these words? How is the power of the cross affecting me today? Father, would you come and speak to us? Would you bring revelation to our hearts of how much you love us, of what you did on the cross, and of what it means to us today? I pray for conviction. I pray for a call into more, into closeness with you. And I pray for lives to be changed, not just in this church building, but out in our parish, in our communities, in our families. The gospel requires a response. It requires something. You know, when we're doing bus stop outreach on a Tuesday, we hold up signs saying, Jesus loves you, or honk if you want prayer. And we get a response. <laughs> Sometimes we get people honking and cheering. Other times, we get people being rude. I've been sprayed with windscreen washer. I've had obscenities shouted at me, and I've had various fingers being held up at me. But the message of the gospel requires a response. And so I want us to respond this morning. And I, if you want to respond in some way to one of these things, whether it's the cost, whether it's the righteousness, living oppositely, whether it's the revelation of being saved or the call to be sent, I'd love for you to stand up right now. Maybe it's all of those things. <laughs> Oh, Father, we stand here before you as a people who want to be so much more for you. As you call us closer to you, would you give us opportunity to share the good news, to remain and remember our righteousness, help us to pick up our cross, live an opposite lifestyle, Remind us that we're saved and send us out. And so whatever it is that people are standing for today, whichever of those it is, 
Lord, I pray that you will invade their hearts right now. Give them whatever they need. Give them courage. Give them boldness. Give them a reminder of how loved they are and how cherished they are and how spotless they are when we call on your name. I pray for opportunities to live in an opposite way. Opportunities to tell people uh, the good news of the cross and the resurrection. I'd love us just to turn to the person next to us and take just maybe a couple of minutes just praying for each other as we, as we draw this morning to a close. Um, maybe just ask what it is that you wanted prayer for and just pray with each other. We're going to get the band back up. We're going to uh, have another song. And, um, and if there's anyone here this morning who has not yet said a yes to Jesus... If you have not yet said yes to Jesus being the captain of your life, maybe you've been to church quite a few times, maybe you've listened online, maybe you're here because a friend's invited you. If you've never said yes yourself, then I'd love you to be really brave and pop a hand up and someone will come and pray with you while the rest of you turn into pairs. If anyone, if that's anyone, uh, I would, it would be a privilege for me to come and pray with you. So why don't you turn in your pairs, pray together, pop your hand up if you want to say yes to Jesus for the first time and one of us will come and pray with you.